Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's great to have you with us. Uh, the heart and purpose of Calvary Live is for you to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. I uh, love being able to talk about real things, real privilege uh, to be able to wrestle uh, together through your questions. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast. Thank you guys for uh, joining us out there on the East Coast on Hope FM. Also, all of our listeners here in Colorado and into Wyoming as well. Again, the number is 303-690-3000 as you're driving home from work or at home for the evening. If you've got a question, uh, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. Our lines are open. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We're going through the book of Ephesians at Rocky Mountain Calvary, and this weekend we're going to be studying Ephesians chapter 2, uh, looking at the grace of God. And the grace that saves us also is the grace that uses us. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God's already created good works for us to be able uh, to walk in. And when we walk in those good works uh, through the grace of God, it really brings a joy to our souls. Jesus told us it's more blessed to give uh, than to receive. I think of Eric Little, who had a heart to be a missionary, but also was a great runner, an Olympic runner. And he was asked, why are you focusing on the Olympics? And he said that when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And so many times as we engage into God's call in our lives, we feel uh, his pleasure. So I encourage you, God has gifted you, he's called you, he wants to use you by his grace. Again, you're listening uh, to Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. We are live in studio. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Gio in uh, Aurora. Gio, welcome to the program. How's it going? Good. How are you doing today? Doing well. Um, Good. So I, qu- I, I got into, uh, I posted something that uh, John Piper had shared on Facebook, and it got me into a conversation. And so I have a friend who's been to seminary. He's either got like a master's degree or doctor's degree. But then he said, um, he pointed out that he doesn't believe that Paul wrote the pastoral epistles. And I feel like the way that you guys teach, you do. So I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. 
Yeah, I know that uh, in Paul's letter, uh, he introduces himself, uh, you know, like in Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and in all of his letters in the New Testament, he'll say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, uh, and then he'll include who he's writing to, uh, to the saints who are in Ephesus. And and so, uh, you know, interpreting the Bible at face value, uh, we've got clear indication from the biblical text that Paul is the author uh, of those uh, epistles, um, the, the, the Pauline epistles that we see in the New Testament, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Romans, First and Second Corinthians. So he, he lets us know right in the introduction that he's the author. Yeah. Uh, the thing he pointed out, and so it made me go do some research, and like, because uh, it was brought up, because the article was just about if women should be um, professors in seminaries, and then he broke it down from that, from Timothy, but then his thing was that, and I, when I was researching as well, people said the way it's written seems different than Paul's writing, and almost his understanding of the gospel was different in those pastoral epistles, so they thought it was like, a pseudo-Paul, someone who just wrote in the name of Paul for the sake of people listening. So they're they're questioning specifically if First and Second Timothy is written by Paul. Is yeah, is that Titus as well. the book and Titus? Okay, yeah. You know, again, in those those letters, he introduces himself as the author. Um, uh, you know, as I look at the pastoral epistles, they're they're very different in their nature. I mean, Paul's writing to an individual uh, instead of uh, writing to a whole church body. You know, if I'm if I'm talking to an individual, it's going to be different than uh, addressing a whole congregation. Or if I, I'm writing an email to one person, uh, it's going to have a different tone than if I'm writing a blog that's going out uh, uh, to everyone. So it makes sense that the pastoral epistles uh, are written and read in a different tone. Yeah, because uh, that, that wasn't mentioned, because I looked up kind of both sides of the argument. It was like one thing they try to say is that um, Paul makes mentions of leaving Timothy in Ephesus, and that he left the Macedonia, but in, uh, in the book of Acts, it's the opposite. That doesn't happen, but then on the, like, the rebuttal for them saying that the people who do believe Paul wrote it, they, uh, they say, well, they believe after his first Roman imprisonment, he actually was released and spent a couple more years out of prison before getting arrested again. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so uh, just, I don't know. I'm not, like, against it, but because uh, uh, I'm just having, still having that conversation with my friend. He lives in another right. state, but I'm still conversing with him, asking yeah. him, and it's going to cause me to study more, just to know the word yeah. I think it does bring up a deeper point, you know, when the when the Bible clearly states something, even as simple as this, you know, where we have some epistles where it, it's not recorded who is the human author. It's not given to us in yeah. written text. But in this case, it is written down for us, you know, so to to question the common sense makes no sense. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it seems to be. Uh, really chasing a, a a rabbit when you start going well the text clearly says Paul wrote it but I don't think that's true because of a b c d e you know the, to me that that's a dangerous uh, road to, to go go down there's enough things that are like that you know where uh, you know like the book of Hebrews for instance we don't know dogmatically yeah. who's the human author um, so when we're fortunate enough to to have an introduction where it says uh, Paul writing to you know this person to me it it, it 
makes sense to trust that, you know. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, so. I mean, I've, I've done quite a bit of study and I listen to debates and stuff, and I know there's, like, questioning and authorship of, like, even the epistles from John and um, even Second Peter is questioned. But, yeah, I get that. Obviously, yeah. you want to credit the Bible. Yeah, good questions. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Gio. Uh, actually, can I have one more question? Yep, uh, go for it. I, I tried calling last week, but it was a little too late on the show. Um, in Genesis chapter 5 or 6, it talks about, I believe, the grandson of Cain. His name is Lamech, and I don't know, it was, it was an interesting story and weird to me, but he like gives out this cry and says, well, if God said that whoever kills Cain, he will, he will be avenged. Then whoever kills me, um, I will be avenged seven seven times or seventy seven times, something like that. I was just wondering if you had un- any like insight into why that story's there. Do you have? Uh, do you happen to know the reference on that? Uh, I know it's in chapter five or chapter six, but do you do you happen to recall what verse that that is? I mean, just a second. Um, it's right at the end. Um. It's chapter, sorry, it's chapter 4, verses 23, 24. Okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read that. Then Lamech said to his wife, his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, wives of Lamech, listen to me, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged uh, sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Um, so it appears uh, that Lamech uh, killed a, a young man who hurt him. You know who, uh, yeah. uh, and then he's saying God protected Cain, uh, and so may God protect me uh, even more than He protected Cain. Uh, so it's kind of an uh, obscure. Uh, two verses there that we we find with with Lamech, and I think the the big picture is is what we're seeing very quickly in in the Genesis account is the depravity and, and the wickedness. Uh, so um, you know already at this point that there's violence um, and, and and death and and murder. Uh, Cain kills Abel. We don't have a lot of detail for Lamech. Was it self defense? You know. Did this young man hurt him, and then he lost his temper and 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 murdered him? You know, but then it's it's really the cry of his heart. Well, if God was gracious and protected Cain, may He also protect me, even to a greater greater degree. So that's kind of what I take away out of that verse. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. I didn't look at well, it. Man, that way. So it's always good to get insight from others. I'm glad you're studying the Word, man. Keep it up, and God bless you. I hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, if you'd like to send in a text question or prayer request, you can do that at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to James in Washington, D.C. James, welcome to the program. Yeah, good. Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I have a prayer request and a situation I wanted to get some wisdom on on how to handle. Um, I've called several times. You guys told me um, to call back and update you as my quest for God to um, allow me to, um, you know, find a wife. 
and so I'm doing that. Um, so far, I haven't found that, or no one has seen me to be, work, you know, to, to be a husband type for them. But I'm okay. running to a recurring theme, and here's what I need to help that. The theme one has been so far, I haven't run into saved women, um, and then second, okay. it's been the women I've been speaking to, and I don't know how to address this or help them. Um, they seem to have been saying to me that life has no purpose. It's it's all vanity. It's like no real reason to um, wake up every day, go on. And I, you know, I don't really know what to say to him because I, I remember Solomon saying something mm-hmm. like that, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to say to him. And okay, the, yeah, my my so, mind goes. Okay, go ahead. To, yeah, my mind goes to Solomon as well. Um, in the book of Ecclesiastes, he he really expressed uh, that same thought that all things are are vanity. But he does uh, answer the question, you know, what's the purpose and the meaning of life? And the great thing about Ecclesiastes is he goes through and he he really does experiment and try of all the different things of this world uh, to fulfill him. And he keeps coming back to that it's empty except for this one thing. And it's the end of the book. It's Ecclesiastes 12, uh, 13 and 14. And it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commands, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or, or evil. And so he's saying, at the end of all of this, after trying all these things, the the purpose and the meaning of life is to fear God and to keep his commandments. And we know Jesus giving us the great commandment to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, in talking with uh, these friends, I would encourage them that the emptiness that you feel and the meaning uh, meaninglessness that you're experiencing can only be satisfied and fulfilled uh, in Christ and, and encouraging them uh, to look to Jesus, the, the living water, to, to satisfy them. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, yeah. and here's another piece uh, that I, I don't know really what to say. One of the young ladies, she's very attractive, and she says that she doesn't know how to handle life because everywhere she goes, people are staring at her, following her, men are whistling at her, and she she's like so angry she doesn't know what to do, and I, I don't know really what to tell her. I don't know what to yeah. tell, tell somebody like that, you know? She's like so yeah, frustrated. That, that... It's like if she just goes to get gas, she's, she's got men, women, all races everybody just staring at her and lusting mm-hmm. and she, and she was like in tears yesterday saying that even older men who she would hope would respect her or that she could look up to it, 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 they just see her as an object and mm-hmm. you know she was telling me she was been abused since uh three years old and and mm-hmm. this being seen as an object just doesn't end and she's you know well into adulthood now and it's still right um yeah you know i i think that's very difficult um you know and i would point uh, her to you know, the the reality of the depravity of sin you know and, and how how gross and how wicked uh sin is and 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 how hideous you know sexual sin is um and, and acknowledge that the the pain of that 
uh, and then try to point her uh, to the Lord, uh, that the Lord uh, has uh, a pure love uh, towards her and, and sees her as uh, a woman who's created in, in his, his image, you know, um, and that it does break God's heart that women are treated that way, that it was never God's intent that women would be uh, treated that way. So Okay, thank you. And yeah. I want to pray for her, if you would, by the letter yeah, K. Okay, sounds good. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for, yes. for James, and as he has these conversations, I pray he would be used by you, that he would have wisdom to be able to point uh, people to you. And, uh, Lord, we lift up his friend uh, Kay to you, and, Lord, we do pray that she uh, would know you and, and know uh, that you love her and that you created her in your image. Pray that you keep keep her safe, God, and uh, just, again, be with James and give him wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thanks for calling. God bless you, James. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Please give me a call with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life or prayer requests. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Marley on line one. Marley, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, thank you. Um, I have a prayer request from my mom. She has Alzheimer's, and she's bedridden, and she has a bed sore, and I'm just praying that God will just heal this bed sore. Um, so that's my prayer. Okay. Yeah, you bet. Lord, I, I lift up Marley to you, and Lord, as her mom is bedridden, that's so difficult. Uh, I, I pray that you would heal her mom, that you would heal her of this bed sore, and God, you're able to do uh, all things. And so uh, would you give everyone wisdom, Lord, that is uh, involved in her care? Would you give uh, Marley just your strength and your comfort? Uh, Lord, is it um, is it pulls on our hearts to, to see our parents uh, in such a difficult place. And so uh, would you really allow Marley to feel the comfort of of your love and the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. Have a blessed. You time. bet. Thanks for calling. I'll, I'll be praying for you and your mom. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. If you have a question about the Word, question about things going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things, and love being able to get into God's Word together, go to God's throne with prayer requests, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897, with your question or prayer request. This comes via text. After three years in our church home, my wife recently told me that she really struggles with her belief. Uh, would you please pray for me and give some encouragement and maybe a little advice of how I can move forward uh, with this? You know, I think of uh, what uh, we read in First John that if if we're faithful, that God, or if we're faithless, excuse me, that God remains faithful. And even as uh, your wife is struggling with her faith, that God will will be faithful. And also, I wouldn't be afraid of her going through this or asking uh, difficult questions, um, and that God would meet her in the midst of those uh, uh, difficult questions. God can handle our, our tough questions. Um, and a great resource if you have specific questions is gotquestions.org. 
And then as a husband, I would just encourage you to continue to, to pray for her, be listening, be patient. I, I think also of the prayer of the man in the Gospels where he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. And, and Jesus was faithful to, to meet him right where he was at. So let me lift you up in prayer. Father, I um, lift up this husband to you. Thank you for this his willingness to send in a text. And God, I pray for him as a husband, that you would fill him with the Spirit and and give him your love in a way that could only come from you, that he could truly love his wife as Christ loves the church. I I thank you for his wife's honesty to be able to admit that she's struggling uh, with her faith. And Lord, that you would meet her and, and that you would once again show her your love for her and the reality of who you are, that you would assure her in those questions that she has. Just pray over their family that you'd protect them from the lies of the enemy and really build them up in you. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another uh, text question that has come in, it says, if a pastor slash elder commits sexual sin, could he ever be restored for elder ministry by the qualifications uh, spelled out in Timothy? Uh, we do see uh, the qualifications that are given to us in 1 Timothy 3 uh, to, to be an elder and be a pastor. And at the time when a pastor or an elder uh, commits a sexual sin, I do think it's according to God's word for them to, to be removed from pastoral ministry until they can be restored with the Lord and be restored with their family, and then ultimately with the body of, of Christ. Uh, I think that it is possible, it's hard to answer uh, this question because it's very broad, um, and there's a lot of details, uh, uh, unfortunately, that come come with sin and, and sexual sin. Um, but I do believe that it's possible if a pastor has repented and clearly walked in the fruits uh, of repentance for a good season of time, long enough to re- rebuild uh, uh, trust many times years that God can can restore them back into uh, pastoral uh, ministry. And to give a, a biblical example, we see David uh, being restored by the Lord, and he did face the consequences of his sin. We'll always face uh, the consequences of our sin, but God also restored uh, David. So I hope that uh, that is helpful to you. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Mickey in Colorado Springs on line one. Mickey, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, yeah, you I have bet. A question. I'm sorry? Oh, I just said, uh, yep, you bet. Uh, yeah, happy great. to take your call. Thank you. Uh, I had a question come up in our Bible study on Matthew six fourteen and six fifteen. And I've done uh, some studying uh, on it, checked a few commentaries, that um, basically the, the question that the study group had is, if I do not forgive, and as a result, God does not forgive me, what are the consequences of God's unforgiveness in my life? Is this speaking to salvation, and why or why not? Yeah. Let's go ahead and read that together. It's John 14 and 15. It says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Uh, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your uh, Father forgive your your, uh, trespasses. Um, 
So, you know, it's difficult uh, in in interpreting that section of Scripture. Um, you know, if if we choose not to forgive someone else, does this result in the in the loss of of salvation? Um, you know, we know that we're we're saved by grace uh, uh, through faith, and God is working in our hearts uh, and patiently. It's it's a process, and sometimes we're we're working from bitterness to uh, forgiveness, but then also too, I think it's very important to just let the power of Christ's words stand and not try to minimize them. I'm, Jesus mm-hmm. is basically saying, "I've offered you forgiveness freely, um, and it's not an option for you to choose whether or not you're uh, going to forgive. You you have been forgiven, and if you enjoy that forgiveness, then." I, I'm commanding you to extend that uh, forgiveness to to uh, uh, someone else. And so when I'm teaching on this passage, I always don't want to try to, to minimize it um, or, or to try to sort out where salvation starts or stops, but focus mm-hmm. on uh, we've been so graciously forgiven by the Lord, and, and He wants us to pass that on to others. Okay, so, that's helpful. What... what what have what have your thoughts been as you've been studying the passage? Uh, well, um, very much uh, along the the same lines. Um, I know Pastor Chuck said the very same thing that uh, you did. We're not going to diminish Scripture. It says what uh, what it says, and that mm-hmm. forgiveness is not a mathematical equation. Uh, the mm-hmm. seventy times uh, seven is not a mathematical. Equation, but a, a matter really of the spirit of the child of God, and states yeah. just like you did. Since we've been forgiven so much, like the unforgiving mm-hmm. servant, it's incumbent upon us to forgive. Um, yeah. And that unforgiving servant was not forgiven. But mm-hmm. Pastor Chuck uh, asked the question in his sermon notes: Who are we then to neglect uh, forgiving his brother? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a powerful teaching, and I think obviously Christ knows our hearts and knows how we struggle to extend forgiveness, and and that's why we need that such a strong uh, exhortation uh, to move from bitterness to forgiveness. So, right, yeah, right, yeah. One other that I found um, is there time to offer this other one? Yeah, you bet. Oh, okay. Um, another one that uh, I found. Um, didn't really tie it to salvation per se, but mm-hmm. uh, stated, um, as you did, as long as we're in the flesh, we'll do our, our good deeds imperfectly, including unforgiveness. But what destroys us is to hold the position that we're not going to forgive, um, mm-hmm. that uh, we have no intention to forgive, but rather we cherish the grudge and we nurse it. And then uh, right. a quote from him is, if we think we can be indwelt by the Spirit of Christ and not make war on that attitude, um, we are deluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, and I think it, it's probably a, a applicable for someone who's really listening today that God's really stirring their heart to, to extend forgiveness. So it's important. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank, well, you, thank very you much, Mickey. Pastor. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless mm-hmm. you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. 
You know, it's important. I just feel God's heart, even as we were uh, taking that last call uh, with Mickey, that you may be listening today and and really in a place of saying, I, I'm not going to extend uh, forgiveness to, to someone else. And and I know that there's deep hurts in life. And, and uh, when we forgive, forgiving isn't uh, saying that wrong hasn't been committed, that, that sin hasn't been committed. But when we choose to forgive, we're, we're recognizing the sacrifice of Christ, that he paid the price for sin, and that God is the judge. I don't, I don't have to be uh, the judge. You know, it's very clear to us that God says uh, vengeance is mine and everyone is accountable. And I, I would encourage you, uh, if there's someone that you need to forgive, that you need to choose to uh, forgive, that you would make that choice. And always for me, forgiveness has been a choice of the will, not a choice of my feelings. I don't feel like forgiving if I've I've been hurt. So choose to forgive. Well, gang, thanks for being with me. We're going to go to a, a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Thanks so much for listening and joining with me. Hope you're having a great uh, Friday afternoon. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to Dominic on line one in Denver. Dominic, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. You bet. Um, I was trying to request a prayer. Um so uh, I got a lot of, I used to gangbang back in the day, and and it's pulling me back. And no matter how hard I try to stay on the righteous path, it just seems like everything keeps pulling me back and pulling okay. me back and pulling me back, and it just doesn't stop. And I feel like one day I'm going to end up going back to it. And I, I have four children that depend on me, and I'm it's hard. Yeah. Is there something specific that is, is tempting you to go back to that lifestyle? I mean, is there a certain aspect of it that you miss or that's kind of so drawing you back the deal, in? The, the only thing I'm really missing is, is the money. And yeah. um, all of my friends are, you know, still, still in the, in the street code. And um, they're, not worrying about financial, you know, and, and yeah. I am, and I'm trying yeah. to have a job. I'm going to school. I'm trying to do right, yeah. and I'm just losing my way. I'm just, I just don't, I'm not feeling it from God anymore. Yeah. I just want to encourage you out of Psalms 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, but sits in the seat of the scornful. So, you know, that lifestyle is walking with uh, the counsel of the ungodly. It's it's in the path of, of sinners in the seat of the scornful. But then it goes on to say, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever it does shall, shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the day of judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And I know right now in this gang-banging lifestyle, it looks like there's some stability uh, that's that's there, but it's a false uh, st- stability. And as you sink yourself into God's word and delighting yourself in a relationship with him, you're going to be that tree that's planted by uh, the, the, the rivers of, of water. And, and how much sweeter are going to be the labors that come from hard work, you know, and I know it, it, working your job and going to school, it, the money, the money coming in is a much slower and harder uh, than, than from that previous lifestyle, but it, but it's sweeter because it, it's gained through righteousness. It's gained through uh, what is, what is, what is doing right, you know, and deep down in your heart, I think, you, you know, you're really not missing out you know, it's, it, it the, the trade-off isn't, isn't worthwhile, you know, and I appreciate your honesty to call in and just say, Hey, this, this is where I'm at. And I'd love to, to pray for you. And, uh, are you plugged into a church and do you have brothers in Christ that can, can encourage you? Or do you feel kind of all alone? I kind of feel alone. Yeah. Cause I, I think a bit, I haven't, I haven't yeah. gone to church in almost 10 years. Okay. I think that's really, really important is to, you know, pick a church to go to if there's a Calvary Chapel in your area um, and, and, and go this weekend and, and, and really open up to uh, one of the pastors and, and get plugged in with the men's ministry uh, because uh, you you got to choose your people in a sense. And, and we need God's people uh, to keep us going from going back to the things that God saved us out of, you know? Yeah. So you can't do it alone. Yeah. Let me pray for you, Dominic, okay? Thank you very much. God, I thank you so much for, for Dominic and his transparency and his, his willing to, to call in to, today, God. And Lord, it's very real, that the, the pull of the old life and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, God. And Lord, as it seems that there's some stability in this this old lifestyle, Lord, we know that that that's false. Lord, it's 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 chaff. It's it's going to be blown away. But there is stability that's found in delighting in Your Word and walking with You. And so, God, would You just take away uh, this desire inside of Dominic's heart to go back to this old life and allow him to see what he has with his wife and with his kids. Um, and Lord, would you would you really bless him? Pray you'd also really bless him with a great church home that he could uh, do life with other brothers in Christ. So we lift him up to you, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be praying for you, Dominic. Okay. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Adrian on line three in Greeley. Adrian, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I was in my devotion time just now. I was reading uh, through a chapter of Acts, and that one verse, verse 31 of chapter 2, it, okay, you know it just it looks weird to me because um, 
where it says his soul, so Jesus, his soul was not left in Hades. That, uh-huh. I don't know, man. It just sounds weird. Um, yeah. I figure, you know, Hades, uh, it's, you know, not great. Right. <laughs> so so right. It's, it's weird for me to read then. It really just clicked. Like, how is it that Jesus, they're saying his soul wasn't left there when, in my mind, <clears throat> you know, so I've heard people say, you know, Jesus went to hell for three days. But that sounds heretical to me. So could you explain that? Yeah. Um, you know, the word Hades also means uh, place of the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, uh, describing um, of, of where we're going to the, the place of place place of the dead. In the Old Testament, prior to Christ's resurrection, we have Abraham's bosom, uh, and right. the, also called paradise, uh, and then the place of torment, and there was a gulf uh, uh, in between. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, it could be referring to Christ going to, to paradise, uh, to, to Christ going to uh, Abraham's bosom, and then setting those those captives uh, free. Um, and in Ephesians chapter 4, we find... Uh, a greater description of what happened before Christ's resurrection. Um, and it says, this is Ephesians 4, verse 9, Now this he ascended, what does it mean, but that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. So uh, it is true that Christ did descend into the lower parts of the earth uh, before he ascended, uh, which would be Hades and, and, you know, the place of the dead, but it very much well could be describing uh, the, the side of, of paradise, um, Abraham's, Abraham's bosom. So I would read Ephesians 4 and see if that helps give some clarity. Okay, and honestly, what you said, um, that's, I've heard that teaching, you know, even listening to old sermons by Pastor Chuck, uh, him describing um you know that that gap there, the Abraham's bosom, yeah. and then on the other side, the tormenting side. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess me just reading Hades just then. I don't know if I mm-hmm. if I just read it quickly and passed by it. You know, other times you re- you read your Bible and sure. stuff will pop. Other times, um, do you know if that's the only spot it it refers to that? Like in. Um, the Old Testament, when David was speaking, it—I know it's in the Hebrew, but that term Hades. Do you know if it would just be like Sheol, or right. do they have like a general yeah. term? Is Hades just a general term? I guess in both languages, in the Greek and then the Hebrew. I don't know that's a yeah. good question, but yes, the. Um, so the New Testament Greek equivalent to Sheol mm-hmm. is Hades. So, so the mm-hmm. Hebrew word would be Sheol, and the Greek okay. equivalent would be Hades, and they both are in the, a general reference to the place of death. Okay. So, All right. And then there's, well, thank there, you for clearing that up for me. Yeah, there's a really good article on gotquestions.org. Uh, if you put in their search engine uh, Hades, it goes into more detail as well. Um, so that might be be helpful. 
Okay, that's awesome. Because like I said, I've, yeah. I, you know, that teaching it around, like, yeah, you just went to hell. And like I said, that sounds like nonsense. So yeah, that just threw me off. But, yeah, I understand. I'm glad you called. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. Have a good evening. You too. God bless you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Quest in Colorado Springs. Quest, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing, Eric? Good. How are you doing, Quest? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I kind of been, uh, I guess, feeling persecuted and overwhelmed. And today I got brought down to my knees, and it was good because I reached out to the Lord. But uh, I've been at my job for three years, and they've been really good to me, and I've been really loyal to them. And lately, I've just been uh, getting about twenty hours a week, and uh, I have rent and payments, you know, insurance and everything, and I'm barely yeah. getting by, and just things are hitting me left and right. I went to Mercy's okay. Gate uh, Food Pantry today, and they told me they were full. And I've just never really been so down, so I, I guess it's my pride a little bit messing with me, too. Yeah. Because yep. I feel like I can't even provide for my family, and I'm trying with everything I have. And uh-huh. I'm just so overwhelmed. It makes me bitter towards my job. And, and you know, down to things where I'm feeling upset about the church and Mercy's Gate, and I know it's the lie of the enemy. I just I really don't even know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you bet. I'm sorry you're going going through this, and man, I'd love to to pray for you. And we have a, a food pantry here at at Rocky Mountain Calvary. And if you if you come by and 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 talk with us, we'll we'll make sure to get you some food as well. And pray that God gives you more hours at work and really provides uh, for for your family. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Let's let's pray. Lord, I thank you for Quest, and Lord, I just hear the discouragement in, in his heart, Lord, and I, I pray that uh, you would encourage him and that you're, you're with him and nothing can separate us from your love, and pray you would uh, provide uh, for him and his family, provide food, God, and provide the money that they need to pay their rent and uh, pay their insurance, Lord, and I, I pray that you would uh, just give him favor at work and, and allow him to get the hours that he needs and see him through this valley pray you would just protect him from the lies of the enemy, be his rock, and be his refuge. And uh, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And you I, bet. I God bless. knew I was calling you, and he wanted me to tell you hello. All right. Well, thanks. Tell him hi from me as well, too. Well, so. thank you very much, Pastor. Okay. All right. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to uh, line one to Zach in New Jersey. Zach, welcome to the program. Zach, are you there? Uh, yeah, how are you doing, Pastor? Can you hear me? Good. Yeah, I sure can. All Great. Right. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. Um, so recently we had a, um, a new governor elected. He's a Democrat governor, hasn't uh, come into power yet. But um, one of the things that he's wanting to do is make um, New Jersey a sanctuary state. Obviously, it is 
uh, I think, shrouded with a lot of political reasons. But um, I was wondering, how should a Christian um, feel about uh, this situation that's happening? I know it's happening in other parts of the country, um, but yeah. I know this is going to be affecting, uh, especially us here in New Jersey, uh, pretty close to right. home. So I was wondering, yeah. how should a Christian go about this situation? You know, it's a, it's a complex uh, complex answer, and I think one to really uh, pray through. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to kind of lay out two two thoughts. Um, you know, one is I think, and in Romans 13, I want to try to look at it biblically. Uh, we see that God raises up uh, government uh, and raises up uh, authority, um, and so there's a, a God given place and role for government in in society and and for those that are making the laws for a country it's a really big deal i mean laws really affect Mm -hmm. a a country Uh, and so immigration needs to be done wisely you know uh, from from the government's perspective and and really looking at uh, all of the factors uh on how it's going to affect those that are are coming into a country or to those that are living in a country, you know, looking at issues like t- terrorism and all of the things that are are connected to it. So I think that that's one side. Uh, you know, God gives mm-hmm. us government and, and the government really needs to take it seriously and, and, and do it wisely. Um, you know, and then the other side of it is um, – as as the body of Christ, I think God is giving us an opportunity to love the nations and make disciples without having to leave our country. Um, I, I know here in Colorado Springs, we're having a lot more uh, immigration, uh, and people are coming to Colorado Springs that are really needing to seek refuge from war-torn uh, countries. Mm-hmm. And it gives us an opportunity as believers to really love them and share the gospel with them and share with people that we would never be able to go into those countries because of of how violent uh, uh, they are. And and so I think um, we need our hearts to be soft and be looking for those gospel opportunities. And then we also need... Uh, our government to hopefully go about it in in a in a in a wise way, uh, you know. And I I think it's important to vote and to, to try to vote people into office that that have godly wisdom. So those yeah. are kind of my thoughts uh, on okay. both sides of of the issue. So yeah, what, that's, what, uh, I I think you make some really good points there. And um, I, I just I, the reason why I was asking about this because I feel it's. Uh, you know, that's the thing to do against the president now. You know, it's, it feels like it's being done out of spitefulness, not uh, mm-hmm. very good reasons. Um, I think if yeah. immigration is done properly, yeah, that's great. And I do believe spiritually, yeah, that's a great way to minister to other people. So I appreciate you uh, uh, clarifying that. Yeah, well, thanks for calling. I, I think it's a question a, a lot of us are th- thinking through. So, yeah. Well, God bless you, Zach. You too. Thank you, Pastor. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rosalie on line one. Rosalie, welcome to the program. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. 
I just have a prayer request um, for my husband and I and our children. Um, I've been married to my husband for almost 21 years. Um, we have two kids, and um, I just got full custody of my 11-year-old niece. And okay. um, I've always been the spiritual head of the household. Um, my husband does know the Lord. Um, his sister passed away about a year ago, unexpected death. Um, he spiraled down um, a, d- a dark path, um, hmm. things that he, you know, came to light with. And um, he's he's doing good. He was out of work for almost the whole year that um, after her passing. He just hmm. got a job. You know, we're struggling financially. He's um, dealing with anger and just um, communication between us. Um, and it's affected um, all of us, obviously. My son, yeah. um, since his aunt passed away, just doesn't want to have anything to do with God. Um, he's okay. actually um, in boarding school right now. He doesn't, he's just totally cut off from us, doesn't want to talk to us, have anything to do with us. Huh. Um, and my daughter, hmm. I, I don't know. And then I, I have a disease that I just was diagnosed with. And so I feel hmm. like since I've always been the spiritual head, I just I haven't really been um, really motivated to be hmm. that spiritual head. Um, and I guess just asking, you know, for um, a hunger and a thirst, you know, to mm-hmm. be revived and um, yeah. for God to remain, you know, the center of our family, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Sounds like a real crushing time for you guys. And yeah, love to pray really for you. Yeah. yeah, let's pray together. Uh, Father, I thank you for for Rosalie and Lord. My heart goes out to them as a family, um, and we know that you hear our prayers, and we get to come to you as our as our Father. And Lord, I pray uh, for her husband, and uh, Lord, as he's lost his sister, um, God, that you would comfort his heart and and just take him out of this this dark season that he's been in and uh, comfort him. Thanks for the job that you have provided for him. And we pray for even provision that would come supernaturally from you, uh, even beyond uh, their jobs, Lord, just to, to help them financially. Um, Lord, we pray for their son who's who's angry and, and trying to process this loss of his aunt, uh, that you would soften his heart towards you um, and just draw him close to you and bring him back into to the family. Uh, we pray for their niece who's 11, who's lost her mom, that you would comfort her and, and be with her in this time uh, in a way that only you can. Uh, Lord, and I pray for uh, Rosalie as she just needs to be rejuvenated by you, um, that you would restore to her the joy of her salvation and heal her broken heart and through the power of your spirit, just provide her with with the motivation that uh, she needs. And Lord, we pray that you would bring beauty out of ashes, that you would bring redemption out of destruction. Uh, we thank you for for the hope of who you are in our lives. So pray for your protection over this family. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet. We'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We've got a few minutes left here, so if you would like to call in, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, uh, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. I have a text message that says, This is Russell. Please pray for my wife. Um, 
and that God uh, would resurrect our marriage. So let's let's pray for that. Father, I thank you for, for Russell and his marriage and their, their children. And God, I, I pray uh, that you would resurrect their marriage and that you would be gracious to continue to, to reveal yourself uh, to Russell's wife and to Russell, God, and, and to their kids. And that you would bring hope where it seems hopeless. You'd bring life uh, where there uh, seems to be death. And we thank you that you are the God of the resurrection, that Jesus, you are alive, and that you uh, w- would bring life into this marriage and into this home. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Russell, for sending in that uh, prayer request. If you do have a prayer request or a a question, go ahead and uh, pick up your phone, your device. Shoot me a text, 720-336-0897. Also, uh, if you would like to call in, we do have a few minutes left, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Theme verse for us uh, today is we started this show as Ephesians 2.10, that God has created us for good works in Christ, that he saved us to be able to use us. And God has already put those good works before us, and our choice is to be able to walk in them. And I just encourage you that God does have a plan for your life. He has a way that he wants to use you with your family, your friends, your co-workers, and your church, and to really say yes to the Lord in those gifts and callings that he has uh, given to you. Uh, the number here to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jason on line one in Littleton. Jason, welcome to the program. Thank you. you I just had a prayer request. My daughter is okay. currently in the ICU fighting for her life. She's had her fourth heart surgery, and she's two years of age. Hmm. So I'd like you and everybody else to pray for her if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, What's her name, Jason? Ashlyn. Ashlyn, okay. And, and I'm sorry, how old did you say she is? Two. Two years old. Okay. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we just lift up Ashlyn to you and... You're the God of the impossible. Nothing's impossible for you, God. And uh, we pray for for Ashland, Lord, that you uh, would touch her heart. And as she has had this open heart surgery and is now in ICU fighting for her life, God, would would you do a miracle? Would you would you touch her? Would you heal her, uh, Lord? Would you allow her to just have a full and healthy life where she can know you and serve you and be be a blessing to her family and so many others. And we uh, lift up Jason and his wife to you and pray that you would comfort them and you would encourage them. We pray for the doctors and the nurses that you would give them wisdom and that that uh, where they're trying to make decisions that they could just just make the the right decision. And um, so, God, would you would you rally around Jason and his wife, Lord? Would 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 you rally around Ashlyn and, and, and provide healing for her? So we submit this to you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'll be praying for for Ashlyn and praying for you and your wife that God would would really meet you in this. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good night. Mm. You too. Bye-bye. 
just want to encourage everyone that, that's listening to really put Ashland on your uh, prayer list and to be lifting her up to the in prayer to the Lord tonight and uh, throughout this weekend and this week. And we just come before the Lord and ask that God would do a, a great healing work uh, in her heart and life. Um, another prayer request that has come in via text, a uh, two, two-year-old son uh, has surgery on Wednesday. Uh, so let's lift up uh, our two-year-old son. Uh, his name is Phineas uh, uh, to the Lord. So Lord, we lift up Phineas to you and as he's having a surgery on Wednesday, Lord, it just breaks my heart to to see young kids go go through such hard things, and I know that it hurts the hearts of the parents. And so we we just lift up this surgery and ask that you would really cause it to go well, that you'd be with the surgeons and the anesthesiologists and the nurses, and that the whole entire family, Phineas and his parents, and if their siblings, that they would all feel your presence. Uh, we thank you, Jesus, that you're our good shepherd. And that you walk with us. You never leave us or forsake us. So would you give them green pastures and still waters as we as they go through this? And I, I pray that it would have a, a great outcome. So we lift them up to you. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be lifting up uh, Phineas in prayer uh, as well. You know, So thankful for the body of Christ that we can go to one another and to ask for for prayer and there's power in prayer and God uh, hears our prayers and and answers our prayers according to his will and and his uh, purposes and you know we know from uh, the gospel of Luke Luke chapter 1 uh, Zacharias uh, had been praying uh, that the Lord would give them a child. And it says there, the, the angel says to him, the Lord has heard your prayer, but yet uh, it took so long for God to answer that prayer. And God really uh, does hear your prayer. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, I pray that God would cause his face to shine upon you, give you peace, uh, and really meet you. And wherever you're at, what, whatever's going on in your life, remember that you are loved uh, by the Lord. So have a great weekend in the Lord. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.